0: We are going to be talking to a Mr. Caleb Jones and we're talking about what it looks like and also the steps included to be dating in a non-monogamous way. So I talk about this actually in my book Magnetic Towards the End. I talk about the idea that you can create any relationship you want or any type of relationship you want. It might be a little bit more challenging to You know, go through with finding the kinds of women that will want the kind of relationship you want. But Caleb on this interview explains that it's not as hard as you think it might be. So if anyone's interested in having different forms of non-monogamous relationships, which you're going to learn here and what that means and the different types of non-monogamous relationships, it's hard to say that. So Caleb will be teaching you all about that on this episode and it's just so cool because He's experiencing it himself. He's done it himself. So there is proof in the pudding here. And he really lays it out in a very nice way. So it's easy to understand. So if you want to do this, then you can. So you're going to learn all about it in just a second here. And if you're interested in doing coaching, so you can get to the point where you can actually pick what kind of relationships you want, some guys you know when they hear podcasts like this they're like yeah that sounds great i'd love to get into you know multiple relationships or date multiple women sounds great trip but i can't even approach women and i can't even get one date or i can't even get one girlfriend you're expecting me to have uh, a few girlfriends or one girlfriend and then a few on the side this is difficult well, I totally understand and I know where you're coming from and don't worry, there is help. There are spots available to do coaching with me. There's actually a new group coaching program that I just started. so You'll be able to hop in that if you want to do a group coaching program where we get together every week and also have a group text going on WhatsApp. And There's also one-on-one options for you to work with me one-on-one and I can help you with all of these different issues in terms of getting to the point where you know what to say to women, how to meet them, whether it's online or in person, when that can be done, and having the dating life you want, so then you can get to the point where you can use all this stuff that Caleb is talking about. So, if you need help, go to coachedbytrip.com and apply for a coaching spot today. That's an application that you'll fill out. Please fill it out in its entirety, and then I will get back to you. And you and I will discuss if coaching is a good fit. That's right. You and I will talk on the phone, and it's a it's a free call. Just you and I strategizing whether or not coaching will help you. So go to coachedbytrip.com and check that out. And right now, you're going to learn about what it means to find non-monogamous women. Here's my interview with Caleb. Hey, Caleb. Nice to have you on the podcast. Thank you very much. Nice to be here. Yes, absolutely. So I... You know, I was really intrigued by some of your videos and some of the things on your blog and and your Alpha Mail 2.0. Oh, how long have you been blogging for? And maybe you can tell the guys listening, you know, how you got started
1: and and sure. how this all came to be. So I've been blogging since uh, let's see, 2009. Is that right? Something's about 11 years. Long time. God, it doesn't seem like that long ago. But as you get older, time goes by faster. <laughs> But yeah, let's see. Two thousand nine, and then um, the way I got started, at least in this world, was that around two thousand seven, when my mid thirties, I got divorced, and when I once my divorce was over, I said, okay, I need to date women in a way where I can be free, where I can live my life, and have all those aspects of women in my life: sex, female companionship, female energy, you know, whatever it is, men want, and different men want different things. But how do I get those things in a way where I don't sacrifice my freedom? Because if I sacrifice my freedom, I'm not going to be as happy. Because as men, we like to be free to the degree to which we can wake up every morning and do whatever we want, whenever we want, with whomever we want, without having to check in with anyone or get permission from anyone within obviously ethical and financial constraints. But the more free men tend to be, the happier we tend to be. So I said, okay, how can I be with... No, I was in the typical traditional monogamous marriage. So, like most traditionally monogamous married guys, the first few years were great. And then after that, I was married for about nine, let's see, so long ago now. Nine years or so. Yeah, that's right. And once you were in the, you know, three, four, five-year phase and the honeymoon period has died down, I wanted to have sex more often than she did. So she would say no, and I was monogamous. So if you're in a monogamous relationship and your monogamous partner says no, you either don't have sex at all, which is bad, or you're cheating, which is also bad. I didn't want to do that either. So after coming out of the divorce, I said, okay, how can I do this? How can I be with a woman or women, depending on what I want, depending on my age and depending on what I want for my life, without having to sacrifice that freedom? And that's, that's where this sort of got started. Alpha 2.0 is half of that is relationship structures, dating structures for men. The other half of that is financial freedom. So location independent income getting a decently high income without having to work too many hours per week and things like that but that's where the the female side of Alpha Tupido started was back around then so I'm curious your story so what happened
0: with you so you, you get divorced you you figure I, I don't want this I don't want this monogamous relationship I'm not interested in in you know how my sex life was going so what what changed for you what happened after that
1: a lot changed. So first thing, as I said, and I didn't know what I was doing. I had no idea. So I was, back in 2007, I had none of these resources. So I just said, okay, I'm going to try to start dating women and I'm going to explain to women right up front. Now, this was a mistake. Don't do this. But I'm going to explain to women right up front, hey, I'm not going to be monogamous. And I'm not going to do that. So if you want to date me, you know, you can see other people and I can see other people, but I'm not going to do that. And I tried it the first time and it, and I was shocked. It actually kind of worked. She kind of said, uh, all right. And I went, oh, holy crap, women say yes to this? So then I tried it again and it blew up in my face. I tried it a few times. So that's when I went out into the pickup artist world and started getting advice for how to, how to date women, how to bring new women. But there was very little advice on how to date women non-monogamously for long periods. And so I scoured the internet, found some resources. Some of them were crazy. Some of them are okay. I started tracking all this stuff on spreadsheets. So I started going on lots of first dates, second dates, third dates, using mostly online dating. And I spent about two and a half years experimenting with different things to say to women at certain times. On the third date, say this. And maybe on week four, say that. And and I came up with a system that by the time I was doing it, within by by around 2009, when I started blogging about it, was working reliably almost 100% of the time. In terms of women who... And I can give you lots of stats and numbers. But a woman who I've had sex with at least twice... The odds of her getting into a long-term, non-monogamous relationship with me are over 95%. and I got to that point around 2009. I said, oh my God, I finally figured this out. And that's why I started blogging about it, writing books about it, things like that.
0: Wow. Can you give us some cliff notes of just like the basic system of how this all works
1: and how you do it? Yeah, Sure. So first thing is there's three categories and you have to mentally categorize each woman in your life in these categories. And if you violate these categories, you'll cause all kinds of problems and drama for yourself. And uh, I'll just summarize. I talk a lot about these, but I'll summarize them real quick. The first one is FB. So that means fuck, buddy, or friends with benefits. And that's a woman you're having sex with and you're friends. That's it. You're not dating. You're not spending the night. You're not going on dates. You're not cuddling after sex. You're just, she's your buddy and you're having sex. And that's that's the first category. Second category is MLTR, which means multiple long-term relationships. So that's a woman you like and you're dating in addition to having sex. So this is a woman you actually like. You have romantic feelings for her. You're going out on dates. You're doing all that good stuff, but she's not monogamous. She's not exclusive. She's not your girlfriend. And you can also date other women. So you can date other MLTRs. That's when you're dating multiple women at the same time. Extreme, like if you talk guys talk about like polyamory, that would be hardcore MLTRs. That would be the extreme version of what I'm talking about. So the third category is OLTR, which is open long-term relationship. And that is your girlfriend, or in my case, your wife. So that would be a, that's a woman who you are actually in a emotionally exclusive relationship with so you can't date other women, but you can hook up with other women as long as they're just FBs. So you have these three categories and you have to know when you're dating a woman what category is she in in my mind and what category do I want her to be down the road So that's the first step. The second step is and there's there are a lot of procedures these things, but I'll summarize it is that the very first thing you do is you don't discuss the relationship. You don't discuss the parameters of the relationship or what the relationship is for at least the first three to five months of dating a new woman. And the reason for this is, if you examine these things, most couples get monogamous or get exclusive because the man brings it up first. You know, 30, 50, 60 years ago, it was the woman who said, okay, you know, I I want a boyfriend, I want this. Today, that's swapped. Now women are the ones who are playing it cool. And the man is the one that says, so um, are you seeing other guys? Or so, um, I really miss you. I want to start seeing you. So I think we should be a couple. It's the guy that brings this shit up. So if you just keep your big dumb mouth shut and just don't say anything, most women, particularly women under the age of 33 in the modern era, will date you for months and months before they even bring it up, before they even ask questions. There are exceptions, but statistically most. And usually if you're doing everything correctly, this is a three to five month period where you're not discussing the relationship and you're following several parameters. For example, that's one. Second one is you only see her once a week. If you see her more than once a week, she's going to start assuming boyfriend status. And she's going to start leaning on you for more boyfriend behaviors. Now, you can get a girlfriend if you want. Once she becomes your OLTR, at that point, you can see her as much as you want. But during the time where she's an FE or MLTR for those first several months, you only see her once a week. And that shouldn't be a big deal because if you're doing this correctly and following my models, you're dating multiple women at the same time anyway. So you're dating two, three, four. For most of the last 13 years, I've, I've been dating at least three, three, at least three, usually four or five women as FBs or MLTRs. Today, I'm married. and I have two FBs on the side. But anyway, you can configure this any way you want. So then um, after about three to five months, you have the big talk. And that's you actually verbalize what the relationship is. But you don't you know, do this. You, you are the one who brings it up or you let her bring it up? You let her bring it up. So the way you do this is you wait until she starts getting, not angry, but gives you push, put a lot of pressure on you to answer the question. So maybe two months in, she might say, so so what is this to you? Or what am I to you? Or do you, where do you think this is going? And that kind of stuff. And your job is to blow those questions off. And you say, well, I don't want time. That's too soon. And you just change the subject. Talk about something else. Now that's not going to work forever. Eventually, three months in, four months in, again, it's three to five months for most women. She's going to say, look, goddammit. However, she would say it, every woman's different. Look, I want to know what's going on here because this is ridiculous. And, you know, by now, most guys would have asked me to be their boyfriend. And, nah, nah, nah. and you know, my friend Susie, she just got on Facebook and said in a relationship. So she has all this woman stuff. So finally you say, okay, good point. Let's talk about that. That's when you have the big talk. And that's when you sit down with her, and there's a whole sequence to this. You verbalize to her that she is special, that you want to be with her long-term. If you want her to be a girlfriend or something more serious than a girlfriend down the road, if that's something you really think, you tell her that. I see a long-term future with us. I really like you. I I love spending time with you. I miss you when you're not around. And I'm not going to be 100% monogamous. I'm never going to have sex with just one woman. That's just not the guy I am. And your frame is, if that is a deal breaker for you, I understand. I will be sad. You have to throw that in there. I will be sad. I don't want you to leave, but I will, com- I will let you go if that's a deal breaker for you. And that is something that she has never heard in her entire life from any other man she's ever dated or ever spoken to. Most guys are, don't leave, don't leave, we'll do whatever you want. Or, God damn it, you better do this, this, this. You know, sit right here, let's hash this out. She has never heard from a man, I'm going to do this. I'm going to sleep with other women. And if you don't like it, hey, I understand. I, I completely understand that. I'll be sad to see you go. I don't want to see you go, but I understand. And then usually if you do this, if you followed all the procedures correctly up until this point, you've got at least an 80% chance. What most women do is they cry a little bit or they get sad or they get a little upset. They go away. They think about it for two to three days. They might you know, call up their girlfriends or their sister and talk it out with them. And then come back to you and say, all right, fine. If you're going to do this, then fine. And they may lay out some ground rules like you should need to use condoms, other women, or what have you. And then you just continue. And now you're good to go for years. Now she's accepted it. She doesn't love it, but she's accepted it. And now you can have a long-term relationship with her. And that's, that's and kind you, of the overall I mean, women will accept that. Most women in the Western world under the age of 33, if you do everything correctly, will accept that. Yes, at least 80, 70 to 80%, depending on various factors. Yes, when if you, you do, do it, it that correctly,
0: way. you mean only seeing them once a week, sticking to that, saying kind of the script in terms of what you said to her.
1: Yep. Wh- where else could it go wrong? Well, where it usually goes wrong when guys attempt this kind of stuff, they just blurt it out, they, and they do it in the wrong. Either they do it right up front, like on the first date, which is what I used to do many, many years ago, ten plus years. I look now, listen, just so you understand, I'm dating three different women right now. Well, most women go, I mean, it's ASD when the pickup artists talk about, like, oh my God, I screw you and they're out. A lot of men do this after they've acted acted like monogamous boyfriends. That's the more common mistake. So a lot of guys will start seeing a woman several times a week going on on romantic dates, doing all kinds of lovey-dovey talk. In other words, treating her like she's his girlfriend when she isn't. Then maybe even becoming her boyfriend. And then, he says, you know, one day he looks at his arm, he goes, um, so, uh, what do you think about if I start seeing other people or, you know, hook up with the girls? I mean, you know, my friend Joe did it. And, and then she, you know, her head explodes. He's says, how dare you? Because you've set the EFA, you've set the early frame announcement, you've set the frame of I am your monogamous boyfriend. And if you suddenly change that on her in the middle of all this stuff, even if you haven't declared that she is your boyfriend yet, even if she, even if you just acted like a boyfriend, that's going to cause a massive level of incongruence where it's hurtful to her and she's going to react with a lot of anger and pain and that's very normal. That's why the system I'm talking about slowly eases her into this model. And if you slowly ease a woman into this model over a period of three to five months, your success rates are very high. It's like the
0: uh, story of the boiling water and the frog.
1: Exactly. Exactly right. uh,
0: The frog analogy is, you know, if you want to boil a frog, you can't just boil water, then throw the frog in. Right? He'll jump right out. Too intense. But if you put a frog in water and then in normal room temperature water, and then start to boil the water, you know he won't know, and then he'll die. That's the that's the saying, right? What's what right. so you know, and and then what that means is what you're saying here is don't throw the frog in the boiling water by saying right away up front, hey, this is what's going on, this is how it is. No, right. ease your way in. And then let them know. And it sounds fine to me. I mean, in terms of you're not being, you're not committing to them or saying to them, hey, like, you know, you're my girlfriend early on. So if you're seeing other people at that time, it's not like you ever said to her that you were committed to her. So right. that's okay. You know, it's okay to be at that point where eventually if she's like, well, what are we? You're like, well, at this point, nothing, you know? And I'm curious, at that point, do you say you've been seeing other women? What if she asks you, which I'm sure she will, are you, so you're dating other women or you're
1: sleeping with other women? What do you say to that? So if she asks that question well before three months, it depends on when she asks. So if she, three months is kind of the cutoff. If she's asking that question at three months or after, that is a normal question. If she's asking that question within, let's say two weeks, well, then that's on her. She's being a little, she's being a little weird. She's been a little too needy. And again, most women won't. But so it depends on when. If she asks it way too soon, you either say, look, we've only been seeing each other for two weeks. I don't think it's time for this talk right now. Let's talk about something else. And you change the subject. Or you can be more aggressive or more silly, I should say. And you say, oh yeah. You'd be sarcastic. Oh yeah, I'm dating 14 different girls, baby. Oh yeah, you're number number 13. Oh yeah. (laughs) Ha ha. And you just kind of make a joke about it and blow it off. So the point is you blow it off. You don't answer that question directly. Before the first three months. And women are more intuitive than men. When you say that to a woman, she knows what the answer is. She knows the answer is, yes, I'm dating other women. I don't want to talk about it. Because sometimes you'll say this to men. You'll give this advice to men. And they'll say, well, that's lying. You shouldn't lie. I didn't say say no. If you're dating other women, you don't say no, I'm not. I've never lied to a woman in my entire life. Actually, back up. Since being alpha 2.0 13 years ago, I've never lied to a woman because I don't need to. So you don't lie, but she hears the answer. Uh, look, I am dating other women. I don't want to talk about it. Now if she asks after three months, you should say, especially if she's asking aggressively, you say, yes, yeah, I am. There's some other women around, but you know what? We should probably talk about this. And then you schedule the time to have that talk instead of talking about it right then. Why is that? I like that. I don't know
0: why it, Intuitively, I like that. But what's the reason for that?
1: You want to have these difficult discussions on your time frame, not hers. So if you're sitting there at dinner in the middle of a restaurant, are you going to have this very difficult talk with her right then and there just because she asked a question about other women? No. Or if she's really stressed out or pissed off about something that day, something her friend did or something happened with her boss at work, and then she you know throws a question at you because she's already in a bad mood, are you going to have this very important conversation right then and there? No, you're not. You say, you know what? Oh Yes, there's other women, but you know what? We should talk about that. You know, Friday night when you come over, let's talk about that because I think we need to talk about that because women love to hear that. They go, oh, good. We're finally going to talk about this. Yay. Instead of blowing it off yet again after the 14th time. So it depends on timing. Timing is really important during this phase, post-talk. Once it. you've had the talk, she knows everything. So it doesn't matter. And for you,
0: in theory, if you're dating other women,
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's like, it doesn't matter if she leaves, you know, even if she does leave and she's like, I, sorry, that's not for me, or no, I'd only want to be with you. I can't handle you being with other people. I was looking at this more in terms of uh, uh, going towards a monogamous relationship. You know, at that point, you're dating other women and that's not going to be for you.
1: And so be it. Exactly. The fact that you're dating other women, two, three women, and, you know, Sometimes I talk about this stuff and guys, especially if they've ever heard these concepts, they immediately start thinking of, oh my God, I'm not going to date 12 girls. I don't have the time for that. Most guys only need two. Most guys, one girl they kind of like and maybe one girl on the side and that's it. Two is a very achievable goal for any guy. It doesn't take a lot of extra time. But you're right. If you have two, three, four women kind of around in your life, if one goes away, you just go, okay, cool. Guys come at this stuff from a monogamous frame where they say, oh, well, if she doesn't want to see me anymore. I'm in big trouble. No, because you're thinking she's the only girl in your life. She's one of two, three, four women. Same thing with when I talk about only see them once a week. Oh, I can only see her once a week? Wait a minute. (laughs) You're seeing four different women. So Monday you see her, you know, Wednesday you see the other one, Friday you see the other one, Saturday you see the other one. If you want, and I've lived years doing this stuff, where almost, not literally seven days a week, but four or five days a week I was with a different woman. Fine. If that's what you want for your life right now, great. So one woman doesn't matter. Exactly. Until you get into the OLTR stuff. That's a little different. You're right. Well, how do you prevent yourself
0: from being emotionally attached to one? You know, for me, I find that... You know, I've done it where I've dated multiple women at once. There's always one who's kind of in the lead. Yes. You know, in terms of who I'm dating. And when I say in the lead, I mean, I just, you know, it's like I enjoy... Sex with all of these girls, but there is one where it's like I, I, I actually like her as a person. I, I like hanging out with her more. You know, she's more kind of on my level. It's like easy to hang out with her. You know, all those things. You know, the, the emotional reasons why you might be attracted yeah. to a woman, and so then that woman becomes someone who I find I want to hang out with more, and it's sort of, kind of, fogs or clouds up the other women in my mind, and I just find myself more interested in that person.
1: And I can just imagine I'm not the only one who's like that. I'm the same way as you are. I'm the same exact way. Even back in the days when I had multiple MLTRs, dating multiple women who I liked, as many as two or three of those plus two or three FBs, so five, six women at, at once. I mean, I went even higher on that certain months. But anyway, there would always be one woman out of that group who I liked the best and who I think about the most and be most excited to hang out with. So that is normal. That's, I think that's how we're wired. And biologists will tell you this. Human beings are pair-bonding creatures, but we are not sexually monogamous creatures. And there's a difference between those two things. So often when I talk about non-monogamy, guys will say, well, never, you'd never get married, never have a girlfriend? No, I'm married. No, go ahead and pair-bond with one woman if you like but make sure you can have sex on the side with others because you're not a sexually monogamous creature. That's not what human beings are. But anyway, so to answer your question, see. you were asking how do you, well, if it clouds your view of the other women, then that's fine. That's what these categories come back into play. So maybe you want, and I think most men are like this, one MLTR or OLTR. So one woman they're dating, either casually dating or seriously dating. And then the other woman or women are all FBs and they're just your buddies. And you just hook up, and that's it. Now you don't need romantic feelings for more than one woman. Matter of fact, a lot of men can't even do that psychologically. They can't even have romantic feelings for more than one person, and that's fine. That's the model. So the model, you can configure this model for any way you want in terms of your personality, because every man is different. Every man wants different things. Some men want what I just said. I want a girlfriend, and I want one or two women on the side who are just buddies, and that's it. Some men are like, no, no, no. I want to date four different women at once. And maybe I like one the best, but the other three I like too, and I want four of them. Great. You can do that. Any model, I want to be married. Great. You can do that too. It follows. You can plug into any model you want.
0: Right. As long as you filter properly and do it in the the strategy that you said, right, is is not throwing the frog in the boiling water and right. doing it in a way where, where they slowly kind of get to know what's going on and what you're all about. And right. it, it's almost the opposite. So, yeah, I mean, you said this already just to kind of like summarize. It's like a sandwich, right? You don't want to do it too early and you don't want to do it too late either. Right, Like you said, if you do it too late, they're like, uh, I didn't sign up for this. You were right. in a monogamous relationship and now you expect me to all of a sudden completely switch my mindset into you and I were dating each other and now I'm going to allow you to sleep with another girl. That's <laughs> not going to happen. Right, not going right? to It's very difficult. Correct. Yeah, so it's, it's a sandwich. Is you don't want to do too early, too late. Now, I'm curious, do you allow the other women to sleep with guys? Or, yes. or do you
1: care? So, it's a, a few answers to that question. Number one, under the model that I'm talking about, yes, they're allowed. The reason they're allowed is the model of, I can fuck other people, but you can't will not work long term in the Western world. It will work at, in some parts of Africa. It'll work in some parts of the Middle East. Other than that, it will not work. Modern day Western women are going to say, F you, buddy. If you can, I can. Even if they don't want to, which is the next piece to this. So, but before on that one, really quick if all you want are short term relationships, then you can do that. You can say, I'm going to have sex with other women, you can't fuck other guys. And you can you can pull that off, but I have never seen ever, I've never actually, I mean, I'm certain it exists somewhere, but I've never seen that relationship structure last more than about eight or nine months. What she eventually does is either break up with you or she goes and bangs another guy just to make it more even and get back at you. I've, and I've seen that happen over and over again when try, guys try that. In the Western world, if you want to move to Saudi Arabia and convert to Islam, then maybe that'll work. But if you want to stay in the Western world it's just it's a it's a disney fantasy that men have so you've got to say at least verbally yes you're allowed to do that if you want okay that's the first piece second piece is a large percentage of women in serious relationships and certainly if they are older if they're over the age of 30 don't want to women have asd which we men don't have so just because she has the option to do it does not mean she wants to do it a lot of women again particularly women over the age of 30 33 think that doing that is gross or immature or silly. And their attitude is, well, you're a man, you're a barbarian. All right, fine. You want to do it fine, but I'm not going to do that. I'm a lady. They may not say it that way, but that's the viewpoint they've got. If they are younger women, if they're 18 years old, 22 years old, and they're really good looking, good looking, hot younger girls are going to hook up with other guys either way. And so I've said this before. Women under the age of about 23 aren't capable of monogamy anyway. So if you date a woman who is really hot and she's 21 in a monogamous relationship, because maybe you're a younger guy too, you could literally set the timer before she cheats on you in some way, even if it's just emotionally, because that's what young hot girls do. They hook up with guys. So you're not actually changing anything by saying you're allowed to sleep with other guys if you want to. That's the next aspect. The third aspect is if you have women who are younger and hotter who hook up with other guys... The question you need to ask yourself, certainly if you are an older guy, if you're over the age of maybe 25 or 30, do you want a long-term serious relationship, if you're in your 30s or 40s, with a woman who is 21? And my answer is no, you probably don't want to do that. It's probably not a very smart idea anyway. So if you have women in your life who are 21 and you're 35, they should probably be FBs, which means you shouldn't care if they hook up with other dudes. It shouldn't matter to you. So it's kind of a self-correcting system when you put in all the aspects and all the age differences in there. I don't know if I made sense. Does that make sense to you? No,
0: it, it does make sense. It does make sense. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I'm curious too about how do you be okay with that if that's tough for you? So if you're like, man, I don't, you know, I don't want her to be sleeping with other guys, but, you know, she right. might, right? You said right. You, it's not 100%. It's right. A large percentage in your experience is that they won't. Of mm-hmm. course, unless they're under, but but let's. So I guess there's two scenarios. One, they're under 33, mm-hmm. and you know, like you said, it's like just let them do what they're going to do because that's what they want to do because they're right. they're younger. Right? How do you deal with that?
1: How do you deal with the I jealousy? Mean, how, how
0: how have you? Yeah, yeah, jealousy and and just being okay with that. So. Maybe you tell us about your experience. Like, How did you deal with that? Or maybe, I don't know if it was a big deal to you.
1: So um, yeah, to start out, it was not a huge deal, but it was a big deal because I'm a human being and we have you know biological, outdated biology that tells us to be jealous. (laughs) So there's a lot of techniques I talk about in my books, but I'll summarize the big ones. One is you remind yourself of the benefits that you're getting by operating under this model versus monogamy. You can do whatever you want. You can hook up with other women whenever you want. You have less drama. You have less financial risk. You have all these freedom. You have less, all these, all these benefits. And the one price that you're paying for all these benefits that monogamous men don't get is you got to be a little jealous. Maybe sometimes, maybe that's the one price. And when you put it in those contexts, your brain goes, okay, I guess that's not as bad as I thought. That's the first one. Second one is you just visualize it. There's visualization techniques where you sit down and you won't like this, but it helps. It works. If you're really jealous and you just can't get it out of your mind, you're working on your computer like, oh, I just can't, what if she fucks another guy? And all right, it's fine. So what you do is, (laughs) this is painful, but it works. You visualize the most sexually threatening man to you. And every guy has a different vision of this person. Maybe he's really good looking and has six pack abs because you don't. Maybe you have a smaller dick and his dick is huge. So you visualize that guy. Maybe you're a good looking guy, but you have no money. And so you're visualizing a guy who is a multimillionaire. Whoever is the most sexually threatening guy, And you visualize him having sex with the woman you're dating. And immediately your brain's gonna go, but you just keep repeating it for a little bit. And soon you're gonna be like, eh, whatever, I gotta get back to work. So that helps. The third one is just practice. When you do this the first time and you're jealous, that's the worst time you're ever gonna feel jealousy. I can tell you this from my experience. The very first time I did this, when I felt jealousy, it, it was the worst time I felt it. The second time it happened, I still felt jealous, but it wasn't nearly as bad. It was bad, but it wasn't nearly as bad. The third time, eh, it was bad, but not not too bad. Fourth, fifth, by the sixth, I don't remember the specific number, maybe fifth, sixth time, I'm like, eh, whatever, I don't care. Fine, fine with me, it's just sex. Again, we're now we're assuming things too. We're assuming that she's responsible, that the man, if she's hooking up with a guy, is wearing a condom. We're assuming she's not drunk. So if you're dating someone who is, Recklessly promiscuous or gets drunk a lot or does drugs a lot, well, then that's, you know, you shouldn't be in a serious relationship with someone like that anyway.
0: They're 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 disqualified at that point.
1: And in my world, they're disqualified from MLTR or OLTR. They're fine to have as FBs. I wear condoms with FBs. So that's fine. If she has a fucked up life, I don't care. But then she's an FB only. I'm not gonna, she's never gonna be anything beyond that at best. But you're correct. In terms of a dating relationship, she'd be disqualified anyway. So we're making assumptions that this is a woman with a long-term track record of demonstrated responsibility in her life. Certainly, if she's in a serious relationship, if she's your girlfriend or your wife, hopefully, unless you were a moron, you went through a, a period of time where she demonstrated responsible activity. Either not having sex with men, she was very you know responsible about it, she was sober, it was condom usage and all that stuff, right? So she demonstrated these things before you would even move into that direction. Gotcha. That's, gotcha. that's the answer in a nutshell. It's a big big answer to a complicated question, but that's a nutshell.
0: No, no, I, I, I like it. It's, it's, it's well thought out and, and well explained. I'm curious about your current situation. So you said you're married. Yes. So you're married. And so what's the structure of your relationship?
1: So I have what's called an OLTR marriage. And that means two things. One, it is a wide open marriage where I can have sex with anyone I want, whenever I want, without having to check in with her. That's, that's one aspect. And she is allowed to also, although she's 40, she doesn't really care to do that. So that's one aspect. The second aspect is that there is a 100% legal, financial, and international barrier between Mike's my, my finances and her finances. So if God forbid we ever get divorced, and I hope we never do, this is someone I love very much, I don't lose a single penny of my money. I pay about $150 in court fees, and that's it. I'm safe. I have all kinds of structures in place to protect my money. And so, in my opinion, the OLTR marriage, what I just structured, what I just described, I should say, is the only intelligent way to marry a woman in the modern era and in the Western world. Back in the 1950s, when the divorce rate was 6%, a man didn't have to worry about these things. Today, it's around 76%. So, you have to be very careful. So, that's the structure that I've got. So, the only rules that I have to follow that I negotiated with her when we first got married a few years ago is that I can't bring women physically over to our house without getting her permission. So I have a place outside of our house that I go see my FBs. And again, I have no MLTRs because I'll be dating other women. So I'm an emotionally exclusive to my wife. I don't date anyone else. I don't want to. I just have friends. And I see them about once a week. I have another place I go. My wife also, I have a really rough life. She likes to watch me have sex with other women. It's, it's terrible, I know. And so there's occasions where a woman will come over to our house and then my wife will be involved in some way. So sometimes that happens. That's not the norm, but that happens sometimes. So that's the structure I have now. I'm doing that for a few years.
0: Okay, so clearly your wife is not only cool with it, but she kind of likes it in some some way. She
1: likes those aspects. She's not 100% cool that she's still a girl and she's normal. She's not someone who, and the systems I talk about are systems that will work with any normal woman. A lot of other systems, polyamory type stuff, involve you screening for women who are already experienced with polyamory. And I didn't want to do that. So she's normal. She's a Christian and normal, everyday, you know, traditional girl. And so she would like it. she I'm sure she would prefer it if we were monogamous. That would not work. But I'm sure she would prefer. It. but she is accepting of it. And yes, in some respects, she likes certain aspects of it, correct right.
0: Very nice, very yeah. nice. And how are you meeting these new women? what's your What's your method of of meeting them? Are you doing it from online or
1: online i'm a I'm a ninety percent online guy. Matter of fact, that's where I started started my business. 2009 was non-monogamous relationships for men and online dating, which back in 2009 was still kind of new. Well, 2007. So I'm almost purely online.
0: Yes. Got it. Very cool. Awesome. Okay. I mean, anything else in terms of like troubleshooting, you believe that guys should know if they want to take this route? Like any, any
1: parts where it could go wrong or common mistakes? Yeah, the biggest mistake, there's two big ones. The two big mistakes are, one, guys don't know what they want. It's a huge problem, even older guys. You've probably experienced this in guys you've talked to. You know, guys just start dating, and you sit down and ask them, what do you want for the woman's side of your life? How would that look if it was ideal for you right now in your life? And they go, oh, I don't know, I just want to get laid, or "Oh, I don't know, maybe get a girlfriend. They really don't know. So the fact that you don't know means you're going to make a lot of mistakes. So before you start cranking out first dates, on your schedule, you need to stop and calm your brain a little bit and say, what exactly do I want? How exactly do I want my woman life to be structured both right now in my life and maybe 10, 15 years from now when I get older? How, do, how would that look? Is that a girlfriend? Is that hookers? Is that just friends with benefits? Is that dating multiple women? Is that, what is that? Because there's so many different, I mean, as we have talked about this in this conversation, there's so many different variables and different ways you could do this. You got to sit down and map this stuff out. And when I talk to guys who are following these models, I say, okay, FBs, MLTRs, OLTR, what do you want? And the guy might say, I don't know. Well, what do you think you want? And think about it. Well, the guy might say, okay, I want an MLTR and two FBs. Or the guy might say, no, I want an OLTR. I want a girlfriend and I want one FB on the side. Great. You have to be very clear with your intentions. And that, that alone reduces the odds of you making mistakes. And the biggest mistake, and I think mentioned earlier, is that guys move too fast emotionally too soon, and they put up a frame of a boyfriend-girlfriend frame, even though they don't say it. And I've had guys say to me, no, she's not my girlfriend because we never had that talk. And I say to him, it doesn't matter. You're seeing her three times a week. You're going out on fancy dates. You're not seeing any other women, or at least you're not acting like it. You're acting like a boyfriend, so guess what her expectations is? A boyfriend. So that's, and that's the, it's a huge problem with guys. Guys want to get serious really quick. At least today, louder than words, right? That, that whole thing. Correct. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you you say. And And a lot of guys have made actions. Right. I've seen guys make that mistake where they treat her kind of like a girlfriend. And then when she puts her foot down and says, what's going on here? Then the guys say, well, you're just one girl I'm dating. I'm dating a lot of different girls. And then, you know, a nuclear bomb goes off because his intentionality was all wrong and what his actions were all wrong based on what he wanted. That's why these rules of only see her once a week, don't contact her too often, see other women, don't talk about the relationship. That's why these work so well. When you finally have that discussion, your odds of success are very high because you've, you've led her into this world and you've been 100% congruent with what you want from her. And if you want a serious, so some guys say, but I don't want to date multiple, I want a girlfriend. Great. Have an OLTR with one on the side. And make that main woman your OLTR, your girlfriend. Do that. That's fine. You can do whatever you want in this model. You just have to do it in the correct order. You don't sit down, non-monogamous or monogamous, you don't sit down on the first date or second date and say, you're my girlfriend. That's a terrible idea. It's one of the dumbest things men do. You're you're bound for all kinds of problems you do that. Even if you're not following these models, even if you're just a typical monogamous guy.
0: Exactly. And I, I also, I have something called the three non-negotiables. And that's the three things that you're looking for in a woman. And I would imagine that that would be helpful for guys to use that in terms of finding that one girl that you do want to be with mm-hmm. and is the one who you're, uh, what do you call it? It's not monogamous. It's the one that's your, I don't know. Girlfriend, OLTR? I guess, old, yeah, OLTR, right. So I'm curious, is there anything you think a guy should be looking for in terms of not that, but... The FB, the fuck buddy. Mm-hmm. Like what what are some things that a guy should be looking for there? I mean, one probably. Well, I guess it seems pretty loose. Like it doesn't really matter what they're doing or who. Like, I'm curious what your thoughts are on that.
1: Yeah. So you have the three non-negotiables. So I have two, and this is the starting point for all women starting on the first time you meet them, whether or not they're going to be FB, MLT, or anything. And that is two things. One, and this is obvious, she has to be physically attractive to me, obviously. And, yep. and that may sound obvious, but a lot of guys, I don't know why they do this, but a lot of guys will go on dates with women or hook up with women they're not attracted to. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Why don't you just stick with women you find attractive? Hello, that's, you know, what a concept. So that's the first one. Second one is low drama or minimal drama directed at me. So in terms of FB or MLTR, she could be a bitch to everyone she knows. But if she's nice to me, fine, I don't care. So those are the two things I look for is, is she physically attractive to me? And is she nice? Is she pleasant to me? She can be a bitch to everybody else and I don't care. Now, maybe if she is really nice to me, but I can clearly tell she's a total bitch to everybody else in her life, then maybe she'll be an FB. But FB isn't no. I'll still bring her into my life as an FB. That's fine. Now, if she's pleasant to everyone, okay, great. Maybe that's an MLTR. Maybe that's a candidate for OLTR. But those are my two minimums.
0: I like that. I always say, to people I'm talking to. Like I I want, I call it a nice girl, right? Just plain and simple. Like I like nice girls. Me I like too. sweet girls. Me too. You know, and, and what that means is just good energy, you know, in terms of what you're saying, low drama, yep. optimistic. Yeah. Uh, you know, just just lots of like like sunshine, right? The sunshine on a cloudy day, right? That's that's the energy I want to be around. And yeah, and, she may be, you know, mean to other people. I mean, for me, I don't, know. I don't even know if that exists. Like, I couldn't imagine being with a woman who's really harsh with everyone else, but you. I yeah, that'd like. be an extreme. If that's the case? It's yeah. like inevitable. Like, inevit- you know, it's inevitable. She's going to, that's going to come out in your relationship. True. True. It's a little bit of a red flag there, but. True.
1: That's um, why I would make such a woman an FB. So if right. one day she screams at me, great, you're gone. Okay. Right. Fine. Right. Fine. Exactly. Then I won't care. You're an FB at that point.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. So no, I, I'm with you on that one. I like that is... Of course, physically attractive, right? You want to be attracted to them. What's the what's the point if, if you're not? And then yeah, and then just just load drama. So no, I, I I do like that. What do you think is like the first initial sign of ooh, this girl is going to bring some drama. This uh, this is going to be no good. Like anything to look out for there?
1: Complaining, and even if it's not about you, if she's complaining about various little aspects of her life, that's a big one. If she is very touchy. So, and this is not just women, some men are like this too. Some people are just chill and relaxed no matter what happens. Some people are are the other extreme, and they're any little teeny tiny problem just completely upsets them and ruins their day. That's huge red flag in terms of MLTR, O L T R, not FB. But yes, that is that is a telltale sign. As uh, and matter of fact, subconsciously, now I've been on a bazillion first dates now, so I, I don't do this consciously anymore, but I will watch a woman interact with her environment when we meet on a first or second or third date or even if she's over at my house the first time. I'll watch her interact with the environment and I'll watch her interact with if someone calls her on her phone and she'll look at it, what, what the expression on her face will be. What I watch for these things, these cues mm-hmm. on how negative she, negatively she reacts to these details.
0: That's good. Yeah, that's really good advice there. And yeah. that's a good tip because there's a saying I, I always like to use on the podcast is how you do anything is how you do everything. Yes. Does that Correct. resonate
1: with you? Absolutely. 100%. 100%. So they're doing, if
0: they're making faces at their phone or they're just a little bit cold to the bartender or the waiter right. or the server, you know, like it's like, hmm, okay. And then, but then she comes back to you and she's all sweet. Yeah. <laughs> fishy. That's fishy. <laughs> right. Something fishy is going on here. I'm not sure.
1: And what's really right. funny is that women do this automatically to men and men don't do this back to women. They have to learn how to do it. So, in other words, women will say, I'm sure they've talked to you about this stuff. They'll say, you know, if a guy is rude to the waitress on a date, he's out. He's out. And women just do this automatically. Men pay no attention. They, if if a woman is rude to the waiter or cold, most guys go, yeah, oh, whatever. Okay. She's got, she's, she's smart and she has big boobs and so all right, I'm good. So men have to learn to do what women are already doing to us.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Very good <laughs> advice. Very good advice. Yeah. Really pay attention to what's going on because it's it, it's you know <laughs> you're screwed in, in the long term if you don't want to pay attention to that now. Right. you're going to be dealing with so much more drama, mm-hmm. you know, in the in the long term. So better figure that out now and pay attention. Even if she's cool and is really hot, you know, that's that's fun for now, but all that stuff goes out the window. I mean, there you- was one girl that I dated that was beautiful. Okay, beautiful. I mean, you know, guys were looking at her every time we were walking down the street or going to restaurants. Everyone turned their heads. Yada yada yada. But then she became a nightmare, and mm-hmm. and it was and, and in, for me instantly all her physical attractiveness just went out the window. Agree, because does that happen to you too? Like oh, I imagine it happened to a lot of guys. Like yeah, hot, cool for a while, mm-hmm. but if they suck as a person, oh yeah. it really, you don't look at them in the same way.
1: Oh, absolutely. Matter of fact, I've had scenarios where sexually it's harder to perform with a really attractive woman who you just realize is a total bitch. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's you're it really. I'm sure that doesn't happen to all guys, but I agree 100% with what you just said. Yes. And what you just said earlier about paying attention to these things, that's why you don't want to get serious with a woman. What I tell guys is a woman cannot be your girlfriend. So OLTR in my world, unless she's been an MLTR, someone you're dating for at least six months with very little problems. (laughs) I said the exact same thing.
0: Literally say six months. I made a video about that on YouTube and the guys were like six months. Yeah. Absolutely. And hey. guys hey. get pissed hey. when you tell them this, but you're hey. right. Hey. It's six months, dude. It's six months. It takes six months to really get to know someone and Absolutely. see, and see, who, and especially if you're doing it your method where you're seeing them once a week, it's, it has to be six months. Right. It just has, to be, has because to be. You're not going to see who they are as a person. Everyone's on their best behavior for the first three or four months. Exactly. What I like to say is no one is really an actor. So what it means is they can do that for a little while, but it's really, really, exhausting to do it for that yes. long so eventually you start to normalize and you start to see the person for who they are and sometimes that works out oh, oh cool they're a good person yeah oh, okay i still do like uh, enjoy hanging out with them or sometimes you're like oh no this person is not who i thought they were mm-hmm. you, and it's kind of you know what it's funny it's kind of like the boiling frog metaphor once again <laughs> is they slowly start to become who they really are yes. and, and and if you don't and if you don't like the things you see you start to be like, nah, it's not a big deal. And you keep going until all of a sudden you're so deep into the relationship and you saw all these bad things. But you yes. never, it never was that intense to like break up because it was
1: fine. So it can get very dangerous.
0: You got to really pay attention to that stuff.
1: Especially if she's really attractive, if she's really hot. A lot of guys will give her the benefit of the doubt when she starts having those little problems, like, ah, oh, well, yeah, but if she's so hot and the sex is so good. They'll put up with that stuff. That's the danger. When a woman is really hot or at least hot to you, that's the problem is that you'll be more forgiving of that stuff than you shouldn't be.
0: Right. Yes, yeah. Yes. exactly. So you got to be very careful because your emotions are very powerful. Mm-hmm. They, can, they can take over and, and your brain is not going to be necessarily thinking as logical as you'd like it to be. So.
1: And you're absolutely right. No one can, I've said no one can fake it for six months. No one can do that. They can fake yeah. it for a month or two maybe. Even that's hard. But I've seen women do it. No one can fake it for six you now you know exactly what you're dealing with at 6 months right exactly and i want to see how they handle
0: stress I, that that's one of my biggest things mm. i want to see how do you handle stress mm. because and you and the thing is is you might not see that that's another thing because you you might not see it might take 6 months of continuously hanging out with them to see what that looks like yeah you know you might not see like everything it might be uh, you know sunshine and and flowers like you know, all the time but they really they're just kind of covering it up because they, they don't want to show their stressful side. And I get that. So eventually, you do start to see it. And then you get to see how are they handling that stress? Are they locking themselves in a room and running away from it? Are they handling it? Are they emotionally mature about it? Are they going out and partying and avoiding their problems, which is causing them more problems? How are they handling the stress that life inevitably brings us? So I like very for that. Very good point.
1: I never thought of that that way. That's a very good point. Yeah.
0: Cool. Well, this is great. Caleb. If guys want to reach out to you, what's the best way? Should they go to your YouTube or or your
1: a blog? Or do you They should probably go... I have a million... Yeah, I have a million websites. The The best place to go with all the links to everything is calebjones.com. So that's C-A-L-E-B as in boy, jones.com. And then, yeah, I've got literally hundreds of articles on how to design lifestyles like this and relationships like this, YouTube videos, podcast, I got all that good stuff. Books, courses, we got a lot cool. yeah
0: cool so yeah we'll put the the website in the show notes for everyone to check out any last parting thoughts at all
1: just make sure that you always are operating on what you want and not what society wants for you or what women want for you or people like your mom want for you operate based on what you want if you just do that you will solve most problems that men have throughout their lives i like
0: that yeah great wisdom Caleb, thanks for being here. Thanks for doing this. I know we kind of only dived into, into one part of, of of all of the knowledge that you have. So maybe we'll have you on again in the future and we'll dive into some more stuff because I know you talk about a lot. So sure. love for it
1: being here and and would love to have you back. You bet. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much.